Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And week four is almost wrapped up now. Pittsburgh, Baltimore is just finishing up as we speak. Got one more game, Kansas City, Denver tomorrow night. But we're going to run through all of the games today. Most of them. I mean, there's some we're not going to probably talk too much about. But before we do that, Jeff, I just need to say something quick about so your team in our main league is kind of just rolling right now, aren't they? Yeah, currently. Are, are you getting a little nervous yet that you might be you're going to yeah. like dominate yeah. the regular season and blow it? Yeah, I always worry about that in that league. <laughs> it tends to happen. But yeah, I'm looking good right now. But uh, as I've learned in the past, it doesn't mean I have to stop uh, tweaking my team. That is the death of all fantasy. So there is one player that might be hurting a little bit in your team. It's Jordan Howard. I'm going to start with the Chicago-Tampa game. Chicago did everything right. They're, everyone looks great on the team except Jordan Howard. Any worry there? Yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, he did get 11 touches, which is usually pretty good. He tends to need the bulk before he really produces. But also, they were up so quickly that I'm not going to worry about it too much yet. But Howard is an interesting one, mostly because Tariq Cohen is starting to eat into him a little bit. And he had 13 rushes. I don't mind him catching the ball. But when he's starting to get these rushes, especially more than Howard, that does worry me a bit. Yeah, where did that come from? He hadn't shown anything like that this year. No, no. I mean, even we knew that he could catch the ball, but the way they used him against Tampa Bay was completely different. I mean, he he really just stretched him. He he killed him. He Tariq Cohen was definitely one of the like bright spots of this week. Um, I I personally need to see it continue before I'm going to get like overly excited about Tariq Cohen having this kind of output. Um, but he looked really good. So he he's definitely. Um, I guess more than on my radar. He, he's definitely a guy that I'm I'm looking at and wondering, can he can continue to do this if Trubisky? Uh, Trubisky's not going to have six touchdowns all the time, but but if he if he continues to play well or if he starts to play well, um, I, I think that Tree Cohen's you know will just keep going up and up. I mean, a lot of this was Tampa's defense is terrible. Trubisky's obviously not going to play like this very often, but he is better. He's definitely improved quite a bit. This isn't the same player from last year, and. I guess there is one, the one player I found interesting that I'm starting to believe it could be sort of for real, but maybe not like not this level, but it's Taylor Gabriel. And it's only because he's been getting every week. I've been looking at the target numbers and he's always up there. Last week he had 10 targets before that. He had like, well, I think it was like 24 targets in the first three games. So he was, they're definitely getting him involved. And then he gets seven for one Oh four and two touchdowns. I don't think it's a fluke. I think they're trying to find ways to get this guy the ball. So that's, I think, a little interesting. He's more involved than Allen Robinson has been. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. And, you know, you look at it, he's not, you know, really that offense hasn't gotten off on the on the right foot. Um, today was definitely the breakout. But even before this, if you just look at his last four games, obviously the first four of the season, five catches, four, six, and then today seven for 104 and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I, I like seeing that because it's not just one huge play. I mean, they're like you said, they're trying to get him the ball. And um, I think they really do need more playmakers because as much as I like to see Burton get in the end zone today, um, you know, even he he was buoyed by kind of one big play. Um, and Taylor Gabriel has been the kind of the consistent, if you will. In the Tampa side, there's really not much to make from this game other than Fitzpatrick's done finally. That it ran out. He's it. 
I didn't think it would happen this quick that he'd lose the job, but he did. Winston's going to be well, the guy. I was going to say, do you think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think that'll be, I think that'll be interesting to see how they react. Because that defense is so bad. Yeah, I'm pretty, I mean, Fitzpatrick, this is always what he is. This is what he does. He's going to have great games, and he comes back down to earth. So Jameis is going to be their guy, I really think so. And, the, I mean, I guess I don't make much from the passing game in this one. Deshaun Jackson, another solid game. Evans didn't do very much. Godwin didn't, didn't do much. But this game was just out of hand. The interesting part, I think, is Ronald Jones actually did get to play. Didn't necessarily look good, but Peyton Barber hasn't looked good at all either. So they're gonna, yeah, probably try out Jones again going forward. I would, I would bet. I would. I mean, you almost have to find out what you have in the kid and and go from there. But uh, yeah, it's, it'll be very interesting because, um, assuming that Jameis Winston does grab that job and hold on to it, you do wonder how that will affect all the wide receivers. Yeah, it's it's not going to be like it was those first couple games with Fitzpatrick just throwing the ball everywhere. I don't think I don't think we'll see that again. Yeah, I, I also wonder the the one guy I kind of worry about the most. Obviously, you know Evans will be fine, um, but Godwin he definitely had a good rapport with Fitzpatrick, yep. so he'll be one that I'm watching to see if kind of falls off the the radar if if Jameis um, you know takes the the helm here. Yeah, that could be the interesting guy to watch. See how it goes. Let's see. Next game. How about Dallas beating Detroit by a last second field goal? Well, that was fun to see. Yay. Okay. I I have to just fanboy out a little bit and just like, just what? Ah, Detroit, man. <laughs> I watch them every week and this is what they do to me every time. Dallas is not a very good team. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is phenomenal. He is such a good player. I do not know how one player beats you, but he did it today. Hats off to him, but... Come on. Oh, it was painful. I mean, that was it. That was all. I mean, that's that was the entire Dallas offense. Detroit has to be the worst, I think, against running backs now this year throughout this through the first four games by far. So if you have a running back going against the Lions, just play them. They're, so far, it's been really good <laughs> outcome for you. And I mean, that's it for Dallas. There's no there's no one else to play. That's that's it. <laughs> the rest of the team is kind of garbage, it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> you look at it too. I mean, Elliot is their top receiver, their top yeah. running back. Uh, yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> Beasley is the only. It's so sad to say, but Beasley might be the only guy worth having, and right. that would be much more of a PPR kind of deal. Then, well, for the Lions, they need to run the ball with Carry on more. Nine for fifty-five and a touchdown when he did do it, and he looks pretty solid at times. They just need need to make it. I don't know. Find a way to get him the ball more. Tate looked really good. He has been games like this every once in a while. Galladay, decent. Jones, I think, is the one is suffering from Galladay here. It's definitely Marvin Jones is dropping off a little bit. Tate's not suffering from Galladay becoming involved. No, Tate and Stafford obviously have a good rapport with one another. Eight catches, 132 yards on two touchdowns. He uh, he looked really, really good. And uh, to be fair, with all three of these guys, they're definitely playable. Which one would you rather have out of the Tate Galladay and Jones Jr.? Because obviously, you know, they will every once in a while, uh, you know, each one is going to have their day, I should say. But which one are you going to want long term? I mean, if you just want a safe option, Tate probably. But I really think long term, it's still going to be Galladay. I think he's going to take over and become the main guy here. And I think I'd rather long term rest of the season. I think I want, especially in standard scoring, I want Galladay. But if maybe PPR... If you just want to feel safe about your option, Golden Tate's probably the guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Gall- Galladay just seems like he's something. I think he's, there's something there, despite only four for 74. Yeah, but I mean, it's still four for 74. I mean, he didn't 
he didn't lay an egg by any you know stretch of the imagination. He he still did pretty good, and like you said, especially in standard. Yep. How about yeah? This will be a real quick one. Green Bay twenty-two <laughs> to nothing for Buffalo. Buffalo came down to earth after last week's game against Minnesota, which still now really doesn't make sense. It baffles me still. <laughs> so you, you're just not playing any Buffalo Bill, even McCoy at this. I mean, I have a hard time throwing McCoy in my lineup. I'll be honest, I don't know what to do with McCoy. I have him in a dynasty league, and obviously in years past he's been wonderful, but uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to trade him. Yeah, that's, that's a, especially in dynasty. You're going to... Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know what I could possibly get for the guy. Bills are terrible, and um, they had their, their day in the sun, but uh, man, I mean, it, it was right back to it, and um, there's nothing, especially McCoy only getting McCoy only getting five rushes. Uh Woof. Yep. Just ugly there. And honestly, yeah. not much to make from the Green Bay side, I feel like, in this one. It's just they didn't have to do well, much. Except I think Aaron Jones is yeah. the best running back on the team. Yes, I was going to say. I think that is very important to to say. I know we've been harping on it, but um, this makes me feel a lot better. I know it's kind of a weird game to say this about. But the fact that Aaron Jones split carries with Williams in his second game back and he looked much better. Um, you know, you're talking about Aaron Jones getting 65 yards and a touchdown compared to Williams getting the same amount of carries for only 27 yards. Uh, you're you're starting to see the separation, and I think uh, that will only increase as we move forward. And if if Rodgers continues to struggle a little bit like he, he has, obviously he's a little banged up and, you know, their offensive line is still kind of getting it together. Uh, I think they'll have to use Aaron Jones more and more in order to kind of keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, I really like Aaron Jones going forward here. And if if for some reason he's still available in your leagues, go make sure that guy's picked up. He he was still not owned in enough leagues. I feel like he should have been out just picked up in everything. So you need to get Jones if somehow he's available. And we're trying to that could still be a guy to try to trade for. People, you know, whoever has him, maybe they don't think of him as highly as I mean we do. I'd, I'd go try to get him, see what you could do. Probably, I don't know if it would take a lot. He really hasn't done anything yet, so. No, and I think that would be the, you don't want to give up too much for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even really, we don't he hasn't actually done really much. Know, yeah, exactly. We don't really know either, but uh, all signs point to that he'll be good. How about Tennessee beating Philly 26-23? Mariota looked really good, and in turn, that made Corey Davis finally probably at his best game as a pro. Nine for 161 and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness. Yeah, Davis finally, finally, finally got to show what he, uh, what he's capable of. Uh, Mariota finally, too. I mean, man, he has been not good this season so far. Obviously, it's been short, and we know that he's flashed kind of moments where he, he could be a good quarterback, but definitely this was the first time that he showed it. And, man, they're, they're a fun team to watch, actually. Just very gritty, and the fact that – uh this game went into overtime. There's a couple really good games this this week, like just fun to watch, and this was definitely one of them. And it was really fun to see Wentz, who is a very polished passer. I mean, he is very, very good. Uh, go, you know, after this, you know, Mariota led uh, team. I, it was a, it was just a ton of fun to watch. But um, I was gonna say the only other person that I, I need to bring up on this is Elshon Jeffrey. Obviously, he came back from injury, and he looked great. Eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Um, if you've been stashing him, I think this is exactly – I'm one of them. <laughs> I think this is exactly what you were waiting for uh, because uh, it's a huge sigh of relief to see that he was used that heavily that quickly. 
and and looked that good doing it. I was I was kind of surprised. It really was. I know. I you've been you've been bagging on my man Jeffrey. I didn't expect. I didn't expect a game like this, especially his first time back. He looked pretty good. We'll see if that c- continues. I'm. I was, I was I was definitely shocked about that. So I didn't. And um, I do have to uh, tip my cap as well to your guy Jay Ajayi, playing with like a fractured back. And he he looks pretty good still. It's seventy yards rushing, you know, fifteen attempts. That that's no small feat. Yeah, he, hopefully they keep giving him more carries and can do a little more going forward here. I hope so. And I do have to say, what are your feelings about Aguilar? Because I feel like he has been uh, underachieving this year, to say the least. You know, I this one kind of worries me. If I was, if I had been investing anything in him. First game, all of a sudden with uh, Alshon, and he really doesn't do anything. But yeah, I don't. He's not really a start for me right now. He's going to be on the bench, and there's enough other guys out there that have been playing well that you don't need to throw Aguilar out there. And I I kept thinking he was going to have really big weeks, but he never really turned anything together too much this year. Even in Alshon's absence, he showed signs and flashes, but never. Never really did a lot, which is disappointing. What did he have? One good game, maybe the second game, but that was against Tampa. So we just know now everyone does good against Tampa. <laughs> yeah, right. Very true. Other than that, he's had, I think, 17 catches in those three games, but the yardage is just way down there. So, yeah, I don't, there's no reason to play him right now. Just kind of keep him to the bench. How about Houston beating the Colts? Another overtime game here in. And Deshaun Watson had a pretty solid outing, fantasy-wise, I would say. 35.1 points, looked pretty good. Throwing the ball over to Hopkins. Fuller got another touchdown, only four for 49. But whatever, was it Kuti? How do you say this guy's name? Kiki? I believe it's Kuti. Kiki Kuti. His first game, rookie, he's been hurt. First game, he gets 11 for 109. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's going to definitely jump up on everyone's uh, waiver claims. Uh, that was really impressive, just the amount of of work he got. Uh, you know, you can see, uh, especially for a rookie coming in, um, 11 catches is just, you know, bonkers. I mean, he had more catches than Hopkins did, and Hopkins had 10. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fuller did, you know, I believe he did leave the game. He was hurt, so yep. technically QT might have been playing that, that number two role. But still, talk about stepping up to the plate, and he, he looked really good. So he's definitely on – all of a sudden jumps, you know, on my radar. He is going to definitely be a pickup if I can. Well, and then Luck threw the ball all around today for the first time since he's been back, really. 4.64 and four touchdowns. He couldn't quite get the win, but he looks pretty good there. He's, I mean, Hilton was hurt. Well, I don't really, we'll wait and see what the status is on him. Those kind of things, if, was it a hamstring? We, we've seen that where players have come back and then it tightens up and, you know, because the problem is they play Thursday. That's the issue here. And because yeah. they're playing Thursday, it sounds like he might be out for this Thursday. A little bit too short of time for him to get him back in there. We'll see. Yeah, if very he, true. If he doesn't yeah. play, it's going to be, you know, a little bit. I don't really know who's going to throw the ball to. Yeah. I'm. Well, first of all, Rodgers did really well. I, to be honest, I'm not, you know. I always thought he was just whatever a throw in, but I mean, nine catch or eight catches, I'm sorry, for 85 yards is definitely something good to see. The guy that I'm most impressed with, though, is a ro- rookie running back that we talked about earlier in the season. 
but he's starting to finally catch the ball, and I think that's what he's going to be used for the most, and we're talking about Neheim Hines. Uh, that was an interesting one because he take away the touchdown. He did have two touchdowns. He looked great, but he had nine catches for 63 yards, so th- he was heavily used in this game, and I think that is interesting, and I think because they were so successful throwing it to him that I think you'll start seeing him lining up even more often. Um, in, in the slot and do all that kind of stuff. So I really am interested in in him. I think he's finally starting to uh, get it. Yeah, I think he might be. We'll see. But how about Cincinnati and Atlanta? Kind of surprised at this one. I didn't think Cincinnati would go into Atlanta and win, but they did. One point win here. And Andy Dalton, 337 and three touchdowns. He's been a pretty deep fantasy option this year. I don't know if you buy into it, though. Uh, <laughs> tell you the truth, I'm, I mean, in a weird way, I kind of am this year. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be putting him in my top 10 all the time or anything, but he's definitely my favorite waiver, I mean, to the point where you almost want to hold on to him. Um, but, but really, it's been because, you know, Tyler Boyd, he has been playing out of his mind, and uh, I really think that having that, that second option behind A.J. Green, who has once again looked great, he even had a touchdown called back, um, I think that's giving them a, a lot more ability to to kind of move the ball around because Boyd is kind of becoming his his checkdown guy. Yeah, Boyd is. I think he's for real. They, he was looking for him a lot there. I mean, Green's still the big play guy, still the touchdown guy, but Boyd was getting a lot of work going down the field there. Yeah, do you, and do you buy into because he had eleven catches today, eleven for a hundred yards, no touchdown or anything, but. Uh, you know, are you buying into him having that much production? Like, as far as PPR goes, is this a guy that you'd be targeting? Maybe you can still get him for, you know, off of someone that doesn't truly believe in his potential? I, I kind of do believe in this. I think he's going to keep getting well, a lot of targets. I mean, this game, Atlanta hasn't been very good against the pass so far, so it's, sometimes it's hard to read into it. But we obviously, we've been seeing it for the last few weeks from Boyd. So I think it's for real. I think they're going to throw the ball enough to make this – able to support both green and Boyd. now i mean especially now that eifert's gone he's out that was a uh, disappointing thing to see but they're gonna have to throw the ball yeah, that, was, other that was pretty gruesome God, man just disappointing you guy he just i don't know what this means for him going forward yeah i i don't even want to harp on it i mean it's it's just unfortunate i know he was very injury prone and that's what we've been saying but it it's, yep. it sucks to see someone so talented just go down again and John Ross did catch a touchdown, but that's really all. He's going to be hit or miss. It's going to be a touchdown to make his a day worthwhile. So he's kind of, I don't even, he's still not, I don't think he should be on a roster right now. But then, Yeah, I would I would agree. I, I think that, too risky. I mean, I even laughed because even when he caught it, he was like hobbling back to the bench. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I had him on one of my teams and I got rid of him. I'm just like, when, when am I going to play this guy? It's not going to happen. But then Atlanta, I mean, Jones, Julio, 9 for 173. Sanu, 6 for 111. Ridley only had 4 for 54, but he's the one who gets the touchdowns. Two touchdowns for Ridley. I know. I, I don't know how long this can keep going on, but, I mean, Ridley looks for real as well. I, mean, <laughs> I know he's a rookie and it's a small sample size, but, I, I mean, how many times can he do this before? I just think, yeah, I mean, the guy just knows how to get open and get in the end zone. He, for some reason, he doesn't. Matt Ryan looks for him there, and, and Matt Ryan's becoming one of the top options again at quarterback. You know, Matt Ryan of old, he looks really, really sharp. And, and, and Tevin Coleman was okay, but we'll wait and see what happens when Freeman comes back, which 
Hopefully it'll be soon there. How about New England? Uh, th- that would be nice. New England beats up on the Dolphins 38-7. That's the New England we expected. But I like Sony Michelle. We've been seeing this, I think, last couple weeks. It, as soon as he was healthy, they showed that they wanted to use him, and they're going to, it looks like. He, I think they actually have a running back that they're going to hand the ball off to, especially with Burkhead gone. It's going to be Sony Michelle. Yeah, 25 carries. I think, you know, the question has been answered, and it's very, a uh, very straight line, I feel. Michelle will be the running back, you know, that actually gets the rushes, and White will come in as the, you know, pass catching back and third down guy. Uh, both of them seem like they're going to be playable, though. So we're talking about Michelle and James White. James White also eight carries, I mean, 44 yards of a touchdown, plus he got eight receptions, and that's really what you're looking for. So I think both are playable. What do you think? I do too. I, I definitely think they're both playable. White's proven himself at this point. I, I mean, I, I always hesitate with him, but I, how can I anymore? He's involved, and he's he, I think he should be played, especially like at a flex spot, especially in PPR. He's easily playable. But, well, I mean well, – that- it does bring up an interesting point, though, because I know we even got a, a trade uh, question to us uh, a few days ago. But people are wondering, Michelle White, which one would you rather have? Who is who is the running back to I, own? I, I want Michelle. I think he's going to be getting this is the kind of carries he's going to get the rest of the year. I really believe in games that they're up. They're going to try to run the ball. It seems like that's what they want to do right now, especially with the way they don't have a great receiving core right now. Gordon's just trying to get into it. I mean, Edelman will be back now. Hogan's done nothing. Gronk got hurt again. So I think they're going to try to run the ball. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that they're going to use their personnel in every possible way they can. I mean, you saw it too. They try to give Patterson a rush. They, you know, it was, it was all over the board. So I think they're going to get really, uh, you know, creative with their play calling. How about Jacksonville beating the Jets 31 12? Fournette, you know, get the hamstring injury flares up again. So they take him out. He has just been hard to, I don't want to, you can't really call a, you can't call a, an injury player, injured player like a bust, but he's been a disappointment. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just can't stay healthy. And, you know, I would almost rather them just take him out and like make sure he gets, you know, healed in, in a couple of weeks than try to trot him out there. And, you know, you know, after 11 carries, he gets hurt again. Eh. But, um, you know, I do have to say though, Blake Bortles. You know, moving away from the Yeldon Fournette saga. But uh, Blake Bortles actually did look good again. He's making good decisions, which is kind of his, you know, was his main drawback. And um, his, you know, it was the Jets. So once again, kind of take it with a grain of salt. But I thought his top wide receivers, you know, looked good. Uh, Keelan Cole kind of disappeared, but Moncrief and Westbrook definitely, you know, uh, showed up. Yeah, there's the that's, that's the game from Didi I've been waiting for. I knew he could do that, so yeah, there we go, finally. That's why he shows up in my waiver wire list every single week. Right. Finally did something to show he belongs there, right? Uh, but say, look with the Jets side real quick. I don't want to play any of these guys. So No, I, I really do think the only person I'm interested in is Anunua is still somewhat interesting to me. Uh, he's not an every week play, but um, I think he's worth having still. But everyone else... I mean, what happened to Crowell? I know he only got four rushes, but uh, man, talk about disappearing. Hey, he's just not that good. <laughs> That's pretty much it. He's, Harsh. He's, just, he's just not that good of an NFL football player. Sorry, he's just he's a very, he's very average. That's it. How about Oakland beating Cleveland 45-42 in overtime? And 
Amari Cooper showed up. This is the Amari Cooper game. Every once in a while, he shows up. Not every game. Not next week, he'll get two for 10. One of the most just frustrating players to own, I can imagine. I don't own him anywhere, so I just feel like it would. I can imagine how frustrating it would be for somebody to own that guy. Oh, my. I think this entire Raiders team is just a team I don't like touching because, I mean, you talk about Cooper, you're absolutely correct, but you can also talk about Cook. Same way. I mean, you can also talk – yeah, Nelson, and even, I mean, Lynch has been consistent, completely fine with him. But, um, you know, you just don't know how they're going to use him. And this was an overtime game and a high-scoring one. So I, I don't know how much of this you can really look into. But what what do you make of Jared Cook? Because, once again, people that like him are going to say, I told you so. And then people that, like us, will say, he'll flare up, but he will return to normal. Well, I, I don't trust it at all, but with how bad tight end is, I think he's a start every week because he does do this. He can have games like this, which a lot of tight ends can't. So, yeah, even though he might do nothing next week, you, I think he's a he's a start every week from now on. I think he has to be. The position's so and it's not deep at all right now. No, it's really. I mean, it's really really bad. And just to, I just want to make this point, especially tight end is definitely someone you can, you know, if you didn't pay high for. Um, you can definitely stream because listen to who the top tight ends this week were. Jared Cook was number one, then George Kittle, which we'll you know get to. Trey Burton, Zach Ertz, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You have those four. We've been talking about them. After that, though, Darren Fells, Eric Ebron, Jeff Swam, Tyler Eifert, who got hurt, Cramon Bray because O.J. Howard went out of the game, Antonio Gates, and then Jimmy Graham finally. Like, yeah, it's all over the board. That is an inc- yeah, incredibly difficult to try to figure out who's going to be where. And and I realize Kelsey hasn't played yet, and Gronk was a little banged up, but still. Yeah, it's just oh, it's a it's a terrible position right now to figure out. So hopefully you have one of the guys that's really good. I I don't. I have a let's see here, Najoku is my tight end. I'm just holding on because I don't know where else to go. He had 52 yards today. Hopefully it keeps getting better with Baker. But how so? Hyde had 22 carries again, 82 yards a touchdown. He's been extremely, you know, pretty good there. But Nick Chubb, he busts two long touchdown runs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he only <laughs> – I laugh because I know people are going to, like, scream that Chubb should get more playing time. And he, he does – I think he's a very uh, talented young back. Obviously, we liked him coming out. But Hyde's got a stranglehold on this thing. Like, don't don't get any crazy ideas, people. I mean, it was only three rushes, and he had 105 yards and two touchdowns. It's pretty crazy, but um, Hyde is still going to be the back there. I mean, if Hyde ever went down, Chubb's going to probably be a pretty good play, but we've known that for a while, and that's why he's he's owned in a lot of leagues because of that fact. Just saying, don't go pick him up right now thinking you can use him because you can't. He he needs an injury to be able to do anything. And the receiving end, Landry, I thought would be a little better than this, the way it looked with Mayfield last week, 4 for 34, but he did get the touchdown to make it worthwhile. Callaway, 3 for 54. One was off just pretty much a, a big pass play. Yeah, Duke Johnson got involved a little bit again, but yeah, as much as they scored their 42 points, you'd think the pass game would have done a little more than this, at least the receivers. But there really wasn't much there. No, and they, they really did spread it out equally. Um, but overall, I do have to say, you know, I know people are expecting huge things from Mayf- Mayfield, but I, I thought he actually looked pretty good in his first start. It, there's definitely jitters, but to come out here and, and – play the way he did and get almost 300 yards and two touchdowns, even though he had four turnovers. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he actually did look pretty good. And I, I do expect those numbers to continue to climb, especially for Landry. 
Uh, I think four for 34 is, it will be low. So about Seattle beats Arizona 2017. Russell Wilson, not much there. This is, he's going to be one of those major disappointments this year, it looks like. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how he's going to be able to turn this around with, you know, with the wide receivers he has right now. I'm, I'm not real sure, to be honest. And, you know, Chris Carson's out for the a late inactive. So you think maybe Rashad Penny's going to get to be able to really be involved for the first time. And except it goes to Mike Davis and 21 carries 101 yards and two touchdowns. I, no, oh, that's don't go pick up Mike Davis. I don't think that's a thing. He, he looked good at the end of last year at times, but I've, just stay away. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, really, Rashad Penny looked fine, too. I mean, he had nine carries for 49 yards. I mean, so almost five yards a clip. I think, you know, they were just able to run on the Cardinals. And that's the first time they were able to run, you know, consistently in a while. I don't, I don't think Seattle will be able to do that to good teams. So I think that's going to be an up and down situation. And then Arizona, David Johnson at least got 22 carries, was able to get a touchdown out of it, but only 71 yards rushing, three for 41 receiving. But it, doesn't really feel like David Johnson is a sure thing running back one every week. You know, like, I mean, 15 points this week in standards is fine, but this offense doesn't look very good. Even maybe they'll get better with Josh Rosen, but it's a bit of a worry, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, I, this was, you know, worthwhile. Um, he actually, he, he did well. And watching as much as I did, I thought Rosen actually looked better than he performed. I mean, there was a couple of drops that I thought they were definitely hurt him. They could have kept the chains moving. He almost had a touchdown that was called back because he didn't quite get a foot in Chad Williams. I thought he looked pretty good. And I think this offense will get better. But still, if you had David Johnson, what do you what are you looking to do with him? I think I just hold on to him because I mean, you're not going to be able to trade him for what you would need to get for him. And, I mean, what would you? I guess that would be the question. What would you need to get for? It him? honestly has to be another top running back, which you're not going to be able to get right now. That's it. And you know, the players that were draft or drafted after him, you're not going to get. You're not going to get Melvin Gordon for him anymore, and stuff like players like that. So, you know, you just hold on and hope the Rosen does become better and opens up the the whole offense, and then he becomes a top, you know, five guy again, maybe. But all you can hope for. Would you consider doing? Would you consider doing something like a? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know, like a Jordan Howard, and then a uh, you know, a, like a back end wide receiver one or something. No, not Jordan Howard. I don't think he's any good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you could. Yeah, I don't think you can get any better than Jordan Howard. That's why I kind of put him. Yeah, out see, there. now I'm just <laughs> but, holding on to Johnson and hoping the offense gets better. Because if he can get do at least do this, I mean, the yards per carry weren't great, but as long as he's the one getting everything, should be okay not going to be these it's not going to be what he did 2 years ago but you you could do worse the one player though that kind of worry about is Larry Fitzgerald now 3 for 28 in this one he's not really getting anything going right now and is i don't know if it's just the offense overall or what but the last 3 weeks he's had let's see here eight catches the last 3 weeks for shoot 50 or 65 yards that's it 3 games yeah, and he's another one. I don't know how much you can get for him, but he is a name. And um, I don't know if I if I could get anything worthwhile for him, I definitely would be looking to trade him. I, ju- I just don't believe that this offense is going to be able to rebound in a way that he's going to produce the way you need him to. All right, how about the Chargers 49ers game? Chargers win 
Melvin Gordon looked really good again. He's oh, been just, I mean, pretty. he's been great all year long. He's like talking about David Johnson the year before. David Johnson was going ahead of Gordon in every single draft, but definitely was a mistake. Gordon should be one of the top guys right now, the way they use him in the passing game. So just another great game from him. Rivers looks solid. Keenan Allen's not really playing up to last year's levels yet, but I think I think he'll be fine. He did that. He slow. He had a slow start last year too. He should be fine. And then Mike Williams didn't really do much after last week's two touchdown game. People were really starting to say to start Mike Williams and put him in there right away, but I guess he's still not quite there yet. Not an not an every week start. Only one for fifteen today. So. You, would you trust playing him? How do you, how, how would you, what, what would it take to actually be able to start um, him right now and feel comfortable with it? I think, I think it's, um, I don't know. I mean, you're going to play matchup. You're going to try to figure out, you know, what looks good, but really it's going to be more of a, a flex position and it's more about the, what the other guys and what position they're playing and how they're doing. I think it's going to be more of who has the hot hand deal. Um, I, I don't fully trust him yet, but he does have a really high ceiling. So depending on who else I have on my team, that's really what it's going to come down to. And then San Francisco, I mean, CJ Bethard was okay. Really? I mean, probably the, about yeah, as good did, as you could hope for. Fine, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he did better than what I thought he was going to do. We'll put it that and way. I think Kittle is going to be the one that is able to sustain how he's, you know, a level like this is he played pretty well with, with him last year. That's where we first started to know about Kittles. This isn't a surprise, but I mean, the rest of the team, there's really not much going on. Matt Breida, I think, is still going to be the most valuable running back just because of his pass catching ability as well. And other than that, though, the offense isn't, I mean, this is probably best case scenario this game. And then there's still not a lot you like other than Kittle. Yeah, Kittle, Kittle still looks really good. He, he actually had his best game this year with, you know, Bethard in there. So the fact that he got the long touchdown um, is great. But the fact that he had six catches for over 100 yards, I mean, uh, that is the only thing I like in this whole heap, really. Uh, you know, do you see any, you know, any, I don't know, anything that the running backs can do? Did you did you kind of separate them? You still like Breida more? I still like Breida more. I just don't believe San Francisco's ever going to be in a spot right now to really grind out a game with Morris very much. I think Breida's the one they want to use. And so he's going to always have more I value. Agree. And it's going to be hard to even know when Morris is going to have value in a game, so... It's pretty hard to start the guy. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm not even that big. I think this hurts Brita a lot it as does. well. Uh, yeah, so I'm the whole offense besides for Kittle is kind of just off my radar. So how about Saints beating the Giants 33-18? And Alvin Kamara is pretty good. <laughs> my my MVP pick is looking really good right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He's been really, really good this season, and I don't see any way that's going to stop. Mark Ingram coming back next week isn't going to change it. it I mean, I don't think it's going it, it to – it might even help him having another guy out there. It, it's not going to hurt him, that's for sure. He might just take away one or two rushing touchdowns periodically. Yeah. Were, were you surprised in – I mean, Breeze had a very low game for, for his standards. Does that worry you at all? Yeah, a little bit actually because – um, with Ingram coming back, you can you can see how they might just they'll go back to how they did things last year. In the running game, was getting all the touchdowns and Breeze while he was still good. I mean, from a football perspective, 
fantasy wise, it didn't really translate, which that could happen. It really, I mean, it, he might, you might not see these numbers he saw from Breeze the first couple of weeks. It's going to drop down to the last year's levels. Maybe it's still a top 10 guy, but not top three guy like he's been. Yeah, I think that's a real concern. I mean, it's very true and kind of why we, we, I think we still had him in the top 10 going into this season, but why we were kind of, kind of worried about it because we weren't sure how it was going to play out. But watching Kamara get 19 carries and just destroying New York, and to think that you're going to have another talented back like Ingram there, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, Michael Thomas had his his worst game of the season, 447, but it's fine. That's just he had too many catches for the beginning of the year. He had to slow down at some point. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. He He's looked spectacular so far this year. Yeah, with the Giants, I mean, Shepard led him in receiving with 10 for 77 and a touchdown. I think he's you can play him every week at this point. He's involved quite a bit, especially when Ingram's yeah. hurt. He's he's going to definitely be involved. Yeah, and man, what what do they have to do to get Beckham back up to where he was? Because they're trying to give him the ball a lot, but the fact that he's averaging less than 10 yards a catch you know, in this game, and then they even try to give him a rush. I mean, at this point, what, what do you think about you Beckham? Know, I'm not sure. It's it's hard because this offensive line really is poor, and Eli doesn't have much time. So all of these passes are short. Everything they got to do is short, and it's not giving Beckham a chance to really get open and, you know, do anything with it. I think th- I'm not concerned about because he's still going to get plenty of catches and be fine, but it's not the big plays aren't really there right now. They just, they can't open it up. I guess they really have to get that run game going even more. I mean, Barkley's fine. Barkley's going to get a bunch of catches and he's going to be great every week, but it's just that that offense with how poor the offense line is, it, it just makes things tough because Eli can't sit back there and wait for anything to develop. So I don't know. That's, that's a tough one because it, it has to change. And how does that just change overnight? It doesn't. So it's, yeah, I don't know about Beckham. I mean, Beckham's going to be good, but yeah. I don't know if we yeah, I mean these these ridiculous numbers right now. Yeah, I mean, I always wonder because obviously big names like that, they're very difficult to think about getting rid of. But, you know, he hasn't performed terribly. He's still a giant, giant name. Is that someone that you'd look to, you know, if you need to bolster your team, is he someone that you would be willing to part with? Or you think that's that's still too early? You know, if you can get if you can get the value for him, like he's still Odell Beckham, which he I mean he is, but if you can get that kind of value for him, then yeah, I think you could look at a trade. Just because it's it's just the it's just the offensive line is so poor. How is it gonna how is that gonna change itself? It's gonna take a while. So yeah, I would I would look at something. I don't know about the uh, Barkley though. I mean, even Barkley, shoot, I, as much as I like Barkley, if you can get full value for him, it's not a terrible trade. It's just with a, when any team has an offensive line that's poor, you're going to have some. It's going to be tough, you know, as good as those guys are. But how about the final game that just ended? Ravens won twenty six fourteen. Kind of actually a little surprised that I thought Pittsburgh would do a little bit better than this at home. And only they only scored in the second quarter. And Roethlisberger had 16.9 points. Antonio Brown, 5 for 62. Another game where he, he got the touchdown at least. But is there any concern at all with Antonio Brown right now? Uh, 
same ah. kind of, it's, a, it's like this, it's Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown. It's the same thing almost. Yeah, I don't think so, to be honest. I think in, it, everything's kind of getting blown out of proportion in Pittsburgh with, uh, obviously, Le'Veon Bell. Everyone's kind of feeling a little a little emotional there. But, <laughs> but Antonio Brown, he still looks like Antonio Brown. I think that they will fix that. And he's that. got three touchdowns I think it, in the year. Exactly. I mean, he's he he'll be fine. I mean, the whole thing is you you definitely won't be able to get the value for him, and he will produce for you. I, I think he is a different situation than than Beckham. Um, the fact that Smith Schuster, I mean, even this game four for sixty, he's definitely looking like he he could outpace Brown for receptions. But I, I think I think they'll right the ship, and I think that uh, I think Brown will definitely be utilized more, and you already see it. I mean. They, they really do try to, even if it's a dump-off pass, just to get him involved because I, I don't know why he's so upset. I guess that would be my big question. Um, I understand that he wants to get the ball a ton, but I've never really seen him react on the field the way he has this year so far. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It, the offense isn't – it really isn't the same without without Bell out there. And Connor, 9 for 19, he's had – I mean, he had that first game was was really good week one. Since then, he went eight for seventeen, fifteen for sixty-one, nine for nineteen. He, he isn't he isn't the same player as Le'Veon Bell, that's for sure. So it, it kind of it, he's fine though. But hey, him it's a little bit of a worry. But any player that's going to get the ball that many times, typically you you still you're not you're gonna be fine with. But I say Vance McDonald actually I think a pretty decent tight end option here for the rest of the year. I've kind of liked what I've seen from him in these last two weeks. And again, like we said, tight end's such a weak position right now. I think you could play Vance McDonald probably. Even though you have five for sixty-two, so it's decent. And this is even with a not a good night for Pittsburgh. So I, I kind of like Vance. Yeah, I actually do too. I, I don't know if you'll really catch a whole lot of touchdowns. He's definitely not going to be that kind of tight end. But especially if you're looking for PPR, I think that they'll use him more and more just because of how devastating he's looked after he's caught the ball. Um, I, I think, you know, defenders actually are kind of <laughs> scared to go up and tackle him is how, how dumb he's made people look the past two games. But I think I think with this, Roethlisberger obviously will, you know, grow to trust him more and more as they, as he keeps making those plays. So I think that his um his ability to definitely get yards will only increase. I, I, I don't know how they're going to utilize him in the red zone still, but I, I wouldn't worry about that too much with how bad tight end is. And then Baltimore gets the win. Flacco I looked pretty pretty good John Brown three for 116 in a touchdown and Flacco looked deep to him a couple more times than that that just just barely missed the defender just got in there I think Joe Hayden got in a one but John Brown is he they're looking for him all the time yeah, he's their big play guy and I, I I really like what I'm saying uh if they keep taking those shots down the field which definitely they have to because they have to loosen up the the defense uh he's he's gonna keep getting Catches. I mean, even if it's one at a time, you know, he, he's going to be worth the play usually. And then Alex Collins. I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that backfield, to be honest. I still think Collins always looks better, but you're absolutely right. The fumble is not going to help him in any any which way. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what to make of that either. But, all right, that's about it. That's about all I got for this Sunday, week four. We got one more game tomorrow night got Kansas City Denver so that's going to be a pretty interesting one see if Mahomes can keep things going going to be curious to see how that thing goes but all right that's going to do it we'll be back with waivers tomorrow we'll talk to you guys then